Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello, happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope that you're happy, healthy, and safe wherever you are today. We uh, we are so grateful that you're joining us. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to check in with, with Congressman Mike Quigley. There is a lot going on in the House of Representatives, and yet nothing. I mean, a lot, yet just nothing. Because the Republicans, led by Speaker Mike Johnson, want to do nothing to solve real-world problems. See, they've got me so upside down that I can't even articulate how frustrated I am that we have Republicans who refuse to lead, refuse to do anything meaningful to solve the problems that we are facing, not just here in the United States, but globally. We are involved in supporting Ukraine in the uh, brutal attacks by Russia. And uh, of course, we are involved in the Middle East. And having uh, the idea that there would be a standalone funding bill just for Israel and, uh, and then in the meantime, I'm not doing anything meaningful on the border, yet have impeachment hearings for uh, Secretary Mayorka. Is, uh, and then Marjorie Trailer Green yelling about how Jamie Raskin has no good questions. And you just want to you just want to yell at me about Trump. And that's not really that's not really a good impression. I'm sorry, Tim Hogan. I apologize for any attempts. <laughs> to, very good. Ah, ah. That's what she sounds like to me every time she opens her mouth. Like a pterodactyl. Ah, ah. <laughs> Hi, Tim Hogan, Hi. Executive Director, uh, Editor-in-Chief of uh, Heartland Signal's new r- Newsroom. Um, what, what do, you, uh, do you watch C-SPAN? Uh, like, I have it on a lot. And I've thought about, in an existential way recently, how much C-SPAN we watch here. It's... And I would like to unplug at some point in my life. <laughs> but now is not the time. No. <laughs> and unless Jasmine Crockett is talking, oh. uh, you know... You know, we, we take a lot. We watch a lot of those hearings. We watch for the people who make the points the best. Yes. And uh, in watching and, and what we put up and what we clip and we put on a YouTube channel, you can find us at Heartland Signal there. You can find us at Heartland Signal on Twitter. Uh, people love the Jasmine Crockett points because so she makes it real clear. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and she brings receipts. And she brings she'll, receipts. She'll, she'll, and, and with the most luxuriously beautiful nails yep. in beautiful suits and makeup right. and hair. And she's like, okay, let's, let's call this BS what it is. We need, you know, being a member of Congress, a lot of it is obviously delivering for your constituents and, and being there and helping your district and fighting for funding in your district. But a lot of government right now is how good are you as an advocate? And she, to me, is quintessentially that right. you can put a microphone in front of her and it's not a game. It's not grandstanding. It's just making the point in the clearest way possible that calls out the BS that right. calls out the hypocrisy. And, uh, she does it better than anybody. She really does. And she's a, she's a lawyer. She's been a litigator. It's clear. She knows how to argue. And of course there's going to be people who, uh, who will post on social media. She's the most inarticulate, verbally stunted, you know, like what you're saying is she sounds black. There just is, say she sounds uh-huh. black. There is a there is a Twitter account uh, that is just called Typos in the New York Times. I I follow it because it makes me feel better about any news story we have with a typo in it. <laughs> because that account is constantly like they gutted their copy desks a long time ago, right? And there's just there's copy errors. It happens everywhere. It just is what sure. happens. But he I think is probably a former New York Times copy editor. Every article that gets posted, he goes through and will be like, "You missed a comma here. This is a splice. This is a verb subject disagreement." When someone posted that, what you're saying, which is like, oh, she's so inarticulate. He's like, 
I reviewed the transcript and everything here is 100% grammatically correct. Yeah. It's like, you just don't like the way it sounds. It's it's the way she sounds, that she sounds like a black woman who is smarter than you, is more successful than you. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. Like, I, I, uh, my friend Augie Smith is a great comic on the on the West Coast. And the same thing with Taylor, Taylor you know, uh, Swift, and everyone hates her. He's like, she's oh. more successful than you. She's better than you. And you're mad about it. Can I just say the best comment I have seen about the Taylor Swift anger is is a comedian on on Twitter. I think it's Ben Rosen is his name. He's like, let me just get this straight. There is a Midwestern football team with an offensive name with a white tight end who is dating a blonde hair, blue eyed country singer superstar. And the right wing is mad about that. That should be your catnip. You should be so happy about that. But you've so lost the plot that you are furious about this. And instead... You're cheering for the San Francisco team, the 49 the 49ers. You're saying that's America's not that they're I'm not I don't like that line from the right wing either, like San Francisco values. That was like a, you know, two in the early two thousands way of being like, that's a little too gay. It is gay. Um but like that is so that is how spun around the axle the right wing has become that they are like, no, the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs and their star tight end, they're the problem. It's it's mesmerizing. They lost the plot. It's crazy. I was uh I volunteered the Sunday market here in Jefferson Park every uh, we have one of the winter as well and when the music live musician is taking a break i have a speaker on my fanny pack because that's how i roll i know <laughs> mom vibes uh, mom vibes <laughs> <laughs> and i have a speaker clip to it to, that i can play on my phone mm-hmm. with the bluetooth and I, I was just playing taylor swift and there was a girl scout troop selling cookies and there were girls all and like they were da- like as soon as it came on they'd be like dancing shake it off mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> but in this neighborhood i just know that there are folks who probably uh. are just like Taylor Swift. I hate that girl. She, her lipstick's and, too perfect. Yeah, exactly. What exactly is it about her that that makes it? I mean, and the, the whole the whole controversy around her is just a little a little wild. Like she endorsed Biden in twenty twenty. She'll probably do it again in 2024. Think? I think she will. It's not a Pentagon psyop, right? right? She's like a superstar, and she is someone who is about empowering women. That is a lot. That is that is like her thing. So, um, you know, you want to politicize it and think which side she'll take in an election. It's pretty clear, and she's done it before, and she'll probably do it again. I really kind of want her to, to show up at the halftime, like being a, like a military helicopter. Mm. Come with me. Mm-hmm. A military helicopter. Maybe helicopters. Maybe we have a whole bunch of them. And then she has other girls like dress up as Taylor Swift and they all parachute into like, they're like invading. Like a little Swifty yeah. army. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I kind of like that. My yeah. my thought is uh, sometime she's going to extend the arrows tour. She's going to do her international tour, but it's going to come back to the U.S. And then around election time, she's going to have a concert. Joe Biden's going to go out. They're going to sing together. I mean, it's going to, you know, all too well. They're going to Joe Biden's going to sing the 10 minute version of all too well by Taylor Swift. That's uh, and then she's going to endorse him. That's that's how I think this will play out. Yeah. See, if Trump wasn't so mean, why you got to be so mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Are you watching the game this weekend? Uh, Yeah, I will. I uh, I'm not not the biggest football fan, Um, but uh, I will watch it. And um who am I supposed to bet on? Well, we're Just going, what we're advice? Going Chiefs. We're going to go. Chiefs? I'm gonna okay. go. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the Chiefs. The, we're rooting for Taylor. Yeah, for Taylor. Yeah. It doesn't even okay. matter at this point. Yeah, yeah that's that's it. I don't I, I don't have any skin in this game at yeah. all. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, the Bears haven't done it. Were the Bears? Yeah, the Bears were almost in the Super Not even Bowl the this hunt. year, right? No, they, were yeah, real, they were really you're close. You're very sweet. You're very funny about it. I feel like it just pat me on the head. 
somebody just posted a uh, like the last good play we've had in the super like in the Super Bowl it was 17 years ago. Oh, God. Dever, Devin Hester uh, returned the football for a touchdown. That was all we did that whole game. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then before, I mean, I'm a, I'm from Minnesota, so I'm you know Minnesota Vikings. We are. Uh, we're not there. That's, yeah. I worked for I worked for Amy Klobuchar Center from Minnesota, and her dad was a opinion columnist at the Star Tribune, and he wrote a book. I think the title, maybe not exact, but was something along the lines of "Will the Vikings ever win a Super Bowl?" And we're like, you know, thirty plus years since that being written. Oh and no, we're still not there, but we hold out hope. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah. I, I, I could I could cheer for the Vikings if next time the Bears aren't in the mm-hmm. playoffs. I think I feel bad for Dan Schaefer from uh, the Recombobulation area because he rides in. Dies by his uh, not just the, the Packers, but all of his the Bucks, the Bucks and yeah. his Wisconsin teams, mm-hmm. yeah, the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else we got going on? So there's the impeachment of Mayorkas, which okay, is 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 the Senate even going to take this up? I mean, all all that we're seeing is no, which is crazy because they can't take yes for an answer. This is there. This is the look I, from from a perspective of a progressive or a liberal or a Democrat. This is a pretty. Uh, they're getting what they want in a bill. This is the, the Biden administration's working with them, Democrats in, in the Senate, and mm-hmm. there's some splintering in the House, obviously. Uh, they're getting a lot of what they want. And now they're at a point where they're going to spike their own bill because right. they just cannot accept the fact that they might be giving Joe Biden a win in an election year. And because Trump, who's the political center of gravity for Republicans right now, can't stop at his rallies standing up and saying, we're going to have the largest deportation force in America. Immigrants are poisoning our blood. That's that's the person who's in control of the other party right now. Right. And he wants this as an issue to run on. And I wish uh, Stephen Dennis, as a reporter uh, who's been covering Congress for a very long time, uh, laid out the number of times that there were faults in uh, getting immigration reform started in 2013 and 2014. And I really wish I was thinking about this as I saw him him writing about it. Everything we're talking about now. Now with immigration reform should be contextualized with what happened back then yes. a decade ago yeah. a decade ago when the senate came together and there was the gang of eight is what they called it they passed a bipartisan immigration bill and we couldn't get it passed in the house only because john boehner who was then the speaker republican we, we beat john boehner <laughs> yes wouldn't bring it up for a vote he he would refuse to bring it up for a vote if he had there were enough votes for it to pass it would have been done. And that is more money for judges, more money for asylum officers, more money for border security, more money for CBP, a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, more money for work permits. It's the same thing we're talking about right now, a decade later. Right. But we're, we can't get it done no. because Republicans have fundamentally no interest in solving the problem. They are interested in demagoguing the problem and getting people angry about the problem. They have never been a party that makes government work for you. They are a party that makes you mad at government for it not working. But they make it not work. Exactly. They, the <laughs> self-fulfilling it. prophecy. Of yeah. their, they, they create the scenario in which it's a failure. And and the other thing, they always talk about today during the hearings, you know, there, there is a fentanyl crisis, mm-hmm. right? We have people dying from it. They're not coming across the river or a, a points of entry right now where they're trying to get across. The, where It's the vehicles yep. where they, the border agents are you know, searching the cars. That's where, that, that, that's where it's coming through, not with the people yeah. who are crossing the river. And Mike Johnson having a press conference right, right behind them. Oh, it's all chaos. Yeah. There's the, three uh, people coming. Uh, there was money. There's money in this bill for fentanyl detection for that money at the border to, to stop things like that from happening. But 
Again, they have they have fundamentally no interest in it. Joe Biden's no. been asking for this money since October. Right. I think that's just another thing that people forget is like the first supplemental request from the administration went to Congress in October and we're still here because they don't want to solve the problem. You had someone like Darren Bailey, right, who's running for Congress now, failed go down. Gu- failed gubernatorial candidate. Go to the border. Thank yeah. you. I, I thought he was going to southern Illinois. It turns out he actually <laughs> did go to the US Mexico border. And getting peppered rightfully by reporters with like, Well, what do you want to see? What do you actually want in a bill? What would you vote for? No answer. Right. Can't answer. Doesn't know what he wants. No. And and we're in this position where, and you see Speaker Mike Johnson do this too. It's like, we really need to solve this uh, illegal immigration problem, but I will not vote for the bill that would solve the illegal immigration right. problem. On the or have any, make any headway or make a dent in the situation. And they, there was a clip today of uh, Trump saying a few years ago, I think it was 2018 or 19, that Congress needs to come up with a solution. And mm-hmm. now they're saying it's the president that right. needs to do it himself. Are, are there, I mean, what executive orders can he issue? Because the funding can't, he can't just no. release funding. No, no. I, he, I mean, it, it, he, he can't. I mean, there, there are things that I think the right wing would point to and say, well, look, if you reinstated uh, remain in Mexico policy or, or, you know, something or another. But that is that's not a solution. You know what I mean? Part of this is also um, uh, and, and the bill deals with this a little bit and, and other parts of our government deal with it, too, is, is solving root causes of why is migration happening in the first place? Right. And how do people make asylum claims? You know, what I mean, it's not it is not the right wing saying like, oh, it's illegal immigration uh, going to a port of entry or going to the border and making an asylum claim is not illegal. Right. That's how the process no. we have works right now. And you need to meet that policy where it is. And if you think there is a problem there, mostly that we don't have the resources to deal with it, then that's the problem you need to deal with. And Joe Biden can't wave a wand and solve that problem. Right. But Republicans want you to think that. They want you to think that because they want you to think this is his fault. And right. And in the meantime, you have people here in Chicago and New York and Denver and places where Governor Abbott is putting people on buses and just sending them there without any information. I don't know if you saw this story about how not only is he sending them to Chicago, New York, Denver, often without telling them where they're going. But if volunteers get on the bus and say, here are some of the services, here's what to expect when you get to Chicago, he'll go and change the destination so that they even though they mm. had at least a sliver of hope of having some sort of you know hold on where they're going, send them some or else redirect the buses. That's so depressing. Uh, it's really super crazy. They uh, there are reports that the amount of money that Texas has now spent on that is 124 million dollars. Is there a way you could probably spend 124 million dollars on social services in Texas for people? Right. That's better what? use of that money. Yeah, FEMA. I would. I would guess yes. FEMA gave Catholic Charities of San Antonio like forty million dollars, and they're using the money to send people here. Mm-hmm. And FEMA has said, yeah, that's appropriate use of the money. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? And I was talking to some. I mean, at, at what point? Because it, it, the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago are at heads with each other as to how things should be done, how we're going to spend the money, where does the money come from? And part of the problem now, and I, I do think that moving in the direction of putting it all under the umbrella of homelessness, so that we are providing services for people who have been waiting for help mm-hmm. in addition to the people who are newly arrived. But somebody said, can we just, can the state of Illinois just hire a thousand people and but we, whatever paperwork we have to do to waive permits so that they can get, uh, you know, at least a security deposit and have housing. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, conservatively, we have spent $20,000 per person mm-hmm. and that not on them. For right. them. Right. Right. So right. That, that's not basically, an investment. No. Yeah. Not like you here's money where you could have uh, the year's rent already has gone by. Right. 
Right. Right. Instead, it's going to like independent contractors, you know, these health agencies that are charging between $50 and $150 for a medical professional, Mm -hmm. off-duty police officers providing security for 12 hours, seven days a week. It's like, what? There was a... uh there was an episode of This American Life where they tracked the migration of a family across the border from Texas to New York. And Ooh. I think it's similar in Chicago. And um, because Abbott just puts people on buses, yeah. doesn't talk to anybody, doesn't doesn't warn officials in any major cities that it's coming, you know, doesn't even really abide by. You've got states now passing laws. It's like, hey, can you not have buses show up before 6 a.m.? Because we we there's we don't have anybody there. to help. Right. Um, that whole process is a mess and they followed a family around and it's like, well, we thought the bus was going here and it's actually going here and it, that's 10 miles away and we don't know how to get from point A to point B. And, and, uh, it is the goal of Abbott to not fix the problem. I think to partially prove that the system is broken, but also to break it further. Yes. And that's the problem. Yes. He's not interested in a solution. No. And, and, when you have people like that in power, this is what they've wrought. And and now it is, yes, it's a problem for Chicago. It's a problem for New York City. It's a problem for other cities. Um, but purposefully, they're not helping. No. They're trying to make it worse. No doubt about it. We're hanging out with Tim Hogan, the executive director and editor-in-chief of Heartland Signal, our newsroom here at WCPT. Follow them on Twitter. Go to heartlandsignal.com to catch all the great stories that they catch. They catch. I mean, I, there's things that I wouldn't have known. I mean, there was a veterinarian who said that he knows mammals. Let's take a break here. We'll continue our conversation. When we get back. We got some phone calls to take as well. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. And thank you to our sponsors, Monaco Brewing Company. Go to monacobrewingcompany.com. Find out where you can pick up a progressive brew in the Chicagoland area or beyond, because they ship to some parts of the country. And he's back in stock with some woke coffee mugs. Monacobrewingcompany.com. Also go to europeanus.com and find out all the great work that Warren Price can supply. If you get into a fender bender, go to europeanus.com. He's got his shop over there at 4080 North Broadway. And that is a uh, collision. And it's European and U.S. Collision Center, a division of Technocraft, doing a great job for decades. We also want to thank Kids Above All. Go to kidsaboveall.org and support their mission to help children live happy, healthy, safe lives. And now they have stand-up Saturdays. You can participate by making the commitment to support their mission at kidsaboveall.org. More after this. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. And we are in the studio with Tim Hogan, the executive director and editor-in-chief of Heartland Signal. Go to heartlandsignal.com. And uh, you really got to check out some of these stories because they uh, do. Have we talked about the veterinarian on the air? Oh, my gosh. Because, I mean, the, 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 if that were the case, you wouldn't eat veal or a hot dog right. if it's the same thing. Right. If we are also just animals here to breed for you. I never, uh, I guess I've never in my brain put together the phrase fetal mammalian development before right. in the context of an abortion ban uh, debate. But, I mean, it was wild to hear. And. And that clip got three million views. A, I think you know, it, it typifies a little bit of what we try to do here, which is find the moments. 
that many people don't because yeah. local news is gutted. They tend to do both sidesism, which is not helpful. And to lift up a moment like that to show how crazy this is. Yeah. And it wasn't just that, you know, like we watched and, and that guy said that thing. And then 10 but minutes it, later, another yeah, guy was, was like, was there, Hey, uh, Hey, just, uh, want to let you know that don't worry sure about the, uh, age of, of a pregnancy because when Mary gave birth to Jesus, she was 14. And when, um, Elizabeth gave birth to John the Baptist, she was 88 and those were both successful births. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Uh, I, and, and, and yes. And then there was a, another legislator, another assembly woman. Um, we deserve it. If we open our legs, uh, you just, get what you had coming. It's just, yeah. it doesn't stop. And, um, yeah. And, and we're, we heard the same thing today in Tennessee. They're debating a bill about, uh, exceptions for, for rape and incest and abortion ban bills. And the guy who is opposing it, opposing the exceptions is like, well, if you pass this, you're saying that anyone who is born under those circumstances, that their life is worthless. Like that's actually not what, what, no. what, what's being said, but um, wild. And then uh, did, we did just hear, sorry, just to plug one yes. more. Everyone should go follow Heartland Signal on Twitter um, uh, or our Facebook page or YouTube. That's where we break a lot of our news or visit heartlandsignal.com. Uh, there was another Wisconsin legislator today who said that uh, as they were debating legislation on uh, penalties for uh, uh, sex work, who said, uh, look, you know, in discussing violence against sex workers said, this is uh, it's part of the industry. Yeah. This yeah. is, these are the risks that, these are the risks that come with the industry. So I guess you just throw your hands up and. No, that's not how that works. Yeah. Do you remember the, and I told this story yesterday, I don't know if you caught this, uh, I was cleaning out my basement and there's a lot of books in my basement and I found one that was given to me when I was at a laugh festival. I had the pleasure of hanging out with Martin Short, which people might not believe, except that I have a book where this guy gave me his autograph and said it was great hanging out with you and Martin Short, you know. And it's and it's about it's about how to make money and have great and get more great sex, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, oh, what happened to this guy? So I Google it. Tim, do you remember the legislator out of Michigan who said that he teaches his daughters that if they're being raped and it's inevitable, oh. it's R.J. Reagan. I have his book in my basement from 2012. Oh, I was like, oh, no. So gross. But should we do a book burn? Yes. Is that the one time oh. that a book burning would be acceptable? But the good news is that was a red district that he ended up losing. But I mean, like it's, oh, wow. he shows us that yeah. it's doable because it he is. lost. He lost in twenty twenty two. Yes. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, R.J. Reagan. I know. Wow. I'll never forget. Just tear out the page that has Martin Short's name on it, right? and then just like hold on to and that, keep that and yeah. burn the rest. Oh, uh, uh, Martin Short. It really happened. I maybe should not have gone drink for drink with Martin Short. <laughs> I did. It was uh, he liked uh, lemon drop martinis. Oh. Well, if I ever run into him, I will drop Let that. Let drop. We'll yeah. have drinks. Uh, yeah. I, went to, I said, I'll be right back. I went to the bathroom and he left, which meant that I was not doing a great job of, um, oh, she's gone. Let's, oh, my car came. I couldn't. Dan, Dan Schaefer from Apolitini. You're out with me and Tim Hogan. How's it going, Dan? Hello, friends. You know, it's funny. Every time that I sit on hold, the dog always finds a way to just start barking. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So he's in the yard now. Um, also, side note: uh, Never try to go drink for drink with me. That you will you will regret that. Oh, that sounds like a challenge. Oh, it does sound like a challenge. All right, accept it. He's I mean, a, there's a drag brunch coming up. up. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't tell me with a good time. But uh, you know, it's funny as you guys are chatting about this. There was a a, uh, a uh, Senate 
uh, or a representative, uh, Todd Todd Akin from Aiken. Iowa. I think it was Missouri. Our, Aiken Indiana. From Missouri? Indiana. Oh no no no! You're right. Oh, you're right. Okay. It was Missouri. It was Missouri. She he Missouri. was challenging Claire McCaskill. That uh, a woman's and body you said, can't get pregnant. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dan. You do it. You were bringing it up. I'm sorry. No, you're the, that that the body has a has a way to shut that down. Which I'm sorry. What? Yeah. That's not. I mean, I clench like really hard, but like, I can't keep sperm out. I'm just saying. Family show, Patty. But it's it's insane how people just think and, and uh, it, it, like it, it, literally our our federal government is a bunch of old white guys who are legislating over women's bodies, and I I, I just don't get that. Um, and we talked about this yesterday. You had uh, Terry and Brian on, and it was it was a really really awesome conversation. But it's like it, people are legislating over bodies that don't belong to them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Penny Megan's here too. Hey, Hi, Penny. Hey, Paula TV. How's it going? We're just hanging out. Is uh, oh, by the way, Dan is filling in for me on Friday. Is oh, Megan no. able to make it? Yeah, uh, yeah, she switched. Hey. Up, she switched up her schedule. So yeah, there you go. Excellent. I gave you enough time Fine. for once. I'm usually like it's yeah. like four o'clock on Friday. Can you fill in for me today? <laughs> I'm kidding. So Palatini will be <laughs> on. Megan Kelly and Dan Schaefer will be on this Friday, and on Sunday they have uh, they have Frangela. You have you have Francis and Angela joining you on Sunday morning. Yeah, we just pre-recorded them uh, this afternoon, and it was a really, really awesome conversation. And also, Tim, if you're ever bored on a random Sunday morning, you're welcome on our show anytime. Yeah, I'll die. I will 100% dial in from brunch. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but I, I, want, I did want to talk about the immigration issue because um, it's it's kind of like you know they, there's an, there's a border issue. There's a bill that was proposed, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, nope, not happening, not a thing, dead on arrival. And it's like, oh, but we but we tried to solve an issue that you are campaigning on. And I don't get how Donald Trump, even though he's not president, is able to, like, dictate legislative measures. It, it's just a, it's a weird – it's a weird concept. Yeah. I mean, he still has he, – he took over the uh, – hollow husk of the Republican Party in 2016, and he has just not given it up. It's not a party anymore. It is a it's it's around him and what he wants and everyone's afraid of him. And it's uh, it's pretty wild. And Democrats gave up a lot in this bill. So, I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't just like a handoff like Democrats. They had a lot of concessions and still now all of the Republic. I mean, I, I watch Fox News all day long and it's basically they're they're just like, nope, down on arrival. This is the worst bill ever. This is that. But also, hey, everybody's still coming over the border. Everybody's still, you know, I don't I don't get it. Well, well I mean, I do get it. Yeah, but I don't, yeah. yeah. it is. It's uh, I mean, it's, you know, Mitch McConnell, some of the remarks he's made behind closed doors that have leaked is like, you're not going to get a better bill than this. In particular, you're not going right. to get a better bill than this uh, when when Democrats are not in control. You know, ironically, yeah. this is the best that we will do. And it's it's funny to watch James Langford, this Republican uh, senator from Oklahoma, yeah. who's one of the lead negotiators, right. kind of wake up and realize that he's a Republican. He, he's he's saying to he told CNN, you know, it's just I'm, I you know, you can vote however you want. But I'm so disappointed that people are spreading misinformation about this bill. It's like, hello. This is your party. This is the M.O. of your yeah. party is fear mongering without substance on issues like this. And uh, I guess, you know, exactly. welcome to welcome to who you are. I don't know. 
Yeah. But I mean, well, it's an election year, I guess, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, no. But anyway, it's uh, great to chat with you guys. Thank um, you, Dan and Megan. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll chat with you guys later. Yes. And again, yeah. uh, catch Dan right. and Megan this Friday, uh, filling in for me from 5 to 7. Yeah. And Sunday Absolutely. morning at 8 o'clock for a Palatini. Have a great night, Dan and Megan. You too. See ya. Thank you. Uh, I, um, I don't, Andy, was, was this a recent one? So Andy sent me a text that they, uh, MSNBC ran the video with a Heartland Signal credit. I think you guys have been oh. getting some of that. I'm not sure which, which video. Which one, uh, Andy, which one was it? I don't know which it? video that is. Can you see Oh, that's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, that's the veterinarian. Wait, the MSNBC gave us a credit for it? Oh, wow. Oh, there Okay, so we knew it was on CNN. Now we you knew it was on CNN. We, knew, we did not know it was on MSNBC. Andy, will you send that to me? I gotta, I gotta go brag to people about this. Yay! This is, you know, hey, we do important things here. Uh, of course, we do. Yeah, we do good things. Team of, team of, uh, of four. Okay. Let me just, I just want to like tout our newsroom for a second. Um, you know, uh, Austin, Antonio, Richard, Nikos. It's four people. That's they do great. incredible work. They do incredible work, and they've been at it for, you know, about two years oh, now. God, a little over two years. Legislatures. I can't even. Whew. Like, I've done it for Illinois. Uh, and it, it, before you started, like there was uh, Jeannie Ives, who you are, I'm sure are familiar with. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you you weren't you weren't here when she was running ads no. for governor, and she no. had a transvestite in her commercial. Uh, yeah, she had a, a guy in a dress playing oh, basketball. Oh yeah. And anyway, one of her arguments about basically calling uh, teachers' unions a big bunch of babies if they don't get they like all union members like you're you've been tricked and now you're like just uh, saying really horrible things about labor and uh, and women. And Ugh. people of color and uh, LGBTQ plus, yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> anyway. I've, she wanted I've, to be governor. Yes, yeah, she did. And I, uh, I so anyway, I spent a lot of time in that legislature. I can't imagine listening to, uh, like right, especially right dominated, you know, right mm-hmm. majority legislatures like you guys do. It's just in crazy. numbers. They have the numbers. Like Florida, you know? Florida with the uh, the child labor stuff, and that mm-hmm. woman who's a business owner. Like, yeah, you know, if we don't, if we don't, if we like, say a break. If we let them take a break, they might ghost us. Maybe if you're not a crappy boss, right, and not making fourteen year olds work until midnight on a school night six yeah. days a week for thirty hours, yeah. maybe they're not ghosting you. I'm not right. a bit. I, I, I mean, watching yeah. right wing, red, red, right wing, uh, red states and legislatures legalize child labor laws uh, or yeah. repeal child labor laws, rather, is uh, one of the more concerning things that it's we've awful. seen as a trend. You know, yeah. I, we, we saw very early on, even before the fall of Dobbs, state legislatures lining up uh, red legislatures to pass anti-choice legislation to, tr- tr- to trigger, right? Because they were all right. expecting, expecting trigger laws to go into effect. And we are, I mean, it's, like it's, it's watching that trend again, but with child labor. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's insane. Are you uh, staying? Are you getting uh, I have to go get stuck in traffic. Go get stuck in traffic. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. That really sounds like a horrible time. <laughs> but keep listening. I'll talk faster if you want. Oh, great. A 2X speed. <laughs> there you go. Tim Hogan. You can find all the great stories that he and the great news team here at WCPT, our Heartland Signal newsroom. Follow them on Twitter. Go to heartlandsignal.com. Uh, you want to stay up to date not just on the videos and moments and legislatures around the country that they're catching, but also opinion pieces, news stories, uh, and stay up to date on everything. Heartland Signal and WCPT. CPT. Have a great night, Tim. Thank you, you for joining us. I'll talk to you soon. Let's take a break here. We keep taking your calls, and in about 10 minutes, we're going to check in with Congressman Mike Quigley and see. I'm, I'm sure there's nothing to talk about, nothing to nothing, nothing interesting going mm-hmm. on in D.C. More in a moment. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now. 
at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. We lost one of our callers. I hope Pete wasn't uh, feeling like he was holding on too long. Pete, I've got the phone lines open now, and I'll have them open again at 6 because we're going to check in with Congressman, Congressman Quigley in just a few minutes. We've got Steve on the line from Chicago. Hey, Steve, what's on your mind, my friend? Hey, oh. Patty. I just wanted to chime in on the uh, the border issue. Yes. Because um, there's a point that I don't think gets focused on enough. The Republicans do not, in, in the most of them, yes, there are some that really do want to you know, close the border entirely. But the majority of Republicans and their donors welcome undocumented immigrants because they can pay them cheaply. They yep. Relate them, they can threaten them. And I think we need to, one, repeatedly point out to voters they are bringing in these people to lower wages. Yes. Give them greater control over workers. And every day we have to ask the Republicans in Congress and Donald Trump, do you support locking up Americans who employ undocumented workers? Good question. On it. Yeah. I agree. Good point. That it does drive down the wages, the safety. With each other. What was that? <laughs> what? It's a miracle. It's a, it's a it's a February miracle. Thank you, Steve. Have a great night. You too. Be well. And we got Jim in Chicago. Jim, what's on your mind, my friend? Hi, Patty. Just a little forward on my part. I hope in the answer is yes. Your operation you had last year. Is it helping your physical dexterity? Yes. I feel so much better. I can run. Yes. But, I mean, you know, I often think about trains, planes, and automobiles. And if you're not feeling well, it's really a difficult uh, situation. Yeah. You know, squeeze into airplane seats and so on and so forth. So I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad the answer is yes. Anyway, I can say that the governor of one of the Dakotas is looking for the uh, vice president, John Leonard Clinton, and this kind of fits in because she said she'll spend all of her money on razor wire. She'll, she'll, you know, instead of saying we've got a lot of room here in Dakota, which one of it is, South or North Dakota, but she's the governor, one of them. She wants to be vice president. Instead of saying we've got plenty of room here in South Dakota, yeah. there's only a few cows. Yeah, Christine. No, yeah, we could have, we could, uh, we could truck in a lot of people here. You know, instead of saying that, she's going to spend her money on razor wire. So this meanness is is paramount for Trump to uh, to get his. Uh, voters, you know, they can't be any meaner than they are. And uh, it's just, uh, it's it's beyond belief that somebody would say that, a governor of a state would say that she's going to spend her money on racial words so people get all yeah. you know, get mutilated as they're trying to get into the country, which, now this is supposed to be Christian, they're supposed to be Christian, a white Christian nationalist. Well, I don't see anything Christian in that attitude to let people get razor wired to death as they're trying to get across the lake. Anyway, Pat, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, Mike Quigley. I love him dearly, and I hope that it's so frustrating to think that, uh, you know, they it's been going on since the 80s, you know, trying to get a deal on the border and uh, – and the Republicans want to use it because the last thing that Trump can run on is this border issue. Because right. the economy's going so the economy's going so well that they don't want it. But anyway, I'm glad to hear that your that operation helped better because you know, I was just thinking about it. Like, you know, my brother went to Iceland in a wheelchair, a back operation, and it was ridiculous. And I had a bump back for a while. And when I traveled, you know, it would bug you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. 
I agree. You know, my, my, I, had, I had a lot of shoulder pain, all that radiated down into my, my uh, hands. And, and right, yeah, it was right, bad. Yeah. Right. Thank you for that. I appreciate it's better, it. Huh? It's better now, though, Pay. It's oh, better yeah. now, though, right? So much better. Oh, yeah. good. I'm great. All right, all right. Thanks, Pay. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Uh, we are, uh, yeah, I agree with uh, with Jim. There is uh, nothing productive being done in the House, uh, and it's not, certainly not uh, because of the Democrats. I, I'm sorry. They're just, they're nothing is, nothing fundamental. No solutions are being offered. All they want, well, let's let's check in in a moment with, uh, with Congressman Mike Quigley and uh, find out what is happening in D.C. More after this on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Would you know how to recognize if someone in front of you was having a stroke? The way to remember what to look out for is be fast. Balance loss, eyesight changes, face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty, and time to call 911. The caveat here is a growing body of research is showing that women frequently present with atypical symptoms that are more subtle and vague. That's according to one neurologist from the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. These include severe headache, generalized weakness and fatigue, shortness of breath and chest pains, nausea and vomiting, brain fog, even hiccups. Now, of course, most of these symptoms are things we all experience sometimes. They are not definitive indicators of a stroke. Trust your gut. If you don't feel right or if your symptoms aren't improving... Time to call 911. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Total by Verizon is wireless that goes all in for you. That means unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, priced by us at $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan. And as always, no contracts. Sounds pretty hard to beat, but all in is all in. So we added international calling to fill the year with more, hey girl, because it can't be total unless it's all in. Find a store and exclusive deals at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate with auto pay discount beginning the month after you enroll plus taxes and fees. Additional restrictions apply. See website for data management. Hey Google, play W. WCPT. Streaming Chicago's progressive talk from TuneIn. Producer Andy Miles tells me that Congressman Mike Quigley is raring to go because history is happening. Congressman, how are you doing today? I am uh, okay. I am talking to you from the cloakroom uh, just off the House floor, and they just voted 214-216 against impeaching. the secretary hey! would have been the first time in 150 years, but they did a procedural motion at the end, which will afford them the opportunity to reconsider at some other point. But uh, it's been 150 years since they impeached or uh, the House impeached uh, cabinet secretary and uh uh, I don't think it's going to happen today. Wow. So there were three Republicans who voted against it, and that's what made the difference. Now, well, additional one voted no, but I think that's so he could make the motion to reconsider, because you have to be on that side of it. 
to catch so, folks up who, who don't watch C-SPAN the way I do, and we're not in the room like Congressman Quigley, uh, today they've been, uh, there was a hearing today as to whether or not they should impeach, and they, were, they voted to take the vote today at 5.30, and uh, Congressman Quigley is telling us that uh, two, at least two Republicans voted against Three. impeachment. Three. Uh, so, and essentially, you know, what, what people have been saying is that he didn't, I mean, what people who are against the impeachment is he didn't do anything that broke the law that we require impeachment, right? That's exactly what several Republicans have said. There's, you can't, they agreed with the constitutional scholars that um, just because you disagree with someone is not grounds for impeachment. It's as, it's as our folks said, high crimes and misdemeanors. And they were, they were short on that. But that didn't bother all but three Republicans, unfortunately. Man. And and the thing is, I, I don't know who said it today, and I'm sure maybe it was said several times. They're only impeaching Secretary Mayorkas because they can't impeach Joe Biden. They're, they, th- they think that this is some sort of you know fun little uh, proxy for them, wasting our time and not really coming up with solutions, right? Right. My attitude is, hey, if you want to waste our time, let's do it after we get the basics done, like funding the government. Uh, we get the supplementals done. Uh, the critical nature. <laughs> and then if you want to waste our time <clears throat> uh, moving forward with such exercises for political reasons, uh, you know, it's it's still a terrible thing, but at least we're not uh, suffering as a result. <clears throat> because right now we're funding this government, you know, weeks at a time instead of a year at a time. And uh, it's dysfunctional, unfortunately. And it's more expensive, isn't it? Well, if you ever shut the government down, it's far more expensive. It's very costly. I think there's another element to it, though, and that is it shows the rest of the world we can't govern. And there's a real cost associated with that. Uh, You know, one of our wisest minds who worked in the Trump administration briefly, Fiona Hill, uh, often writes about Russia, but also how our political dysfunction, inability to govern, has a national and international security implication. Um, And indeed, President Biden, in his first time he spoke to uh, the Democratic caucus, he said that uh, leaders of several countries, including China and Russia, said to him, basically said, we're going to win this competitive international stakes. Because democracy doesn't work. You need an authoritarian regime. Uh, and unfortunately, there's times when uh, we appear to be proving them, attempting to prove them right. Um, you know, from the extraordinary polarization, but worse yet, the extreme right yanking, uh, led by Trump, you know, yanking the middle to the far right, making it very hard to compromise and do the basics again, like funding the government. Well, and, and to your point, in that same vein of what message are we sending to the rest of the world? I mean, that's the same thing as them sending a bill that only funds Israel and, and doesn't address the border or our support of Ukraine. And it didn't have humanitarian aid in there. Right. If you're serious, if you're serious now, you recognize you were offered what exactly what you wanted, right? Addressing the border, 
Taiwan, Ukraine, uh, and Israel. <laughs> and then, well, maybe not, which makes the Trump influence ever so more obvious. So now what do you want? You want you're saying you won't do these bills together. Okay, then put Ukraine on the floor the same day that you put um, Israel on the floor, the same day you put Taiwan on the floor. Show good faith and maybe we'll believe you. So I always think things should be done separately. But if the only way it gets done is to bundle them, uh, I guess so be it. Not the best way to do it. Well, well, now you've done it every which way, except putting Ukraine on the floor, Speaker Johnson, by itself. And it would pass. It would pass the Senate. Um, about two months ago, there was a standalone bill. 117 Republicans voted no. 101 voted yes on Ukraine, which tells you, among other things, that the party of Reagan has dismissed the Reagan doctrine. The Reagan doctrine said we will always stand by our allies against, at the time, Soviet aggression. This is the epitome of, of Soviet slash Russian aggression. And, and where are you? Again, I don't want to cast on all of them. There's a, about a hundred of them that are strong supporters. Uh, I guess it's the remnants of the Reagan Republican Party. Yeah, the, well, you would hope that they would uh, see that you, not only does uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene want uh, Trump to win, but so does Putin. And it's absolutely mind blowing that we're in this situation at all. What do you now that now that? Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, one second. Yes, of course. Yeah, we are talking to Congressman Mike Quigley. He is in the cloakroom off of the floor of the House of Representatives in D.C. Sorry, uh, we're in the middle of action, so I'm speaking yes. to my colleagues. Of course. No, go ahead. I'm catching people up. To, uh, go ahead. You take your time, sir. We're here when, when you're ready. Uh, but they've just yeah. taken a vote to uh, to vote against impeaching Secretary Mayorkas, a historic moment in 150 years. A cabinet member, uh, there has not been a vote uh, to have them impeached. And, and those were yeah. those were impeached. That was all about the Civil War. Right. Uh, that was crazy. the time of the Civil War. So just to show you how extreme folks can get. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this plays out in the coming days. In the final analysis, someone would say to me, okay, now what next for... Israel funding or for Taiwan or for Ukraine, uh, unless unless there's some magic I'm not aware of, it probably maybe gets negotiated when we pass all our funding bills in the beginning of March. Uh, but in the meantime, time and ammunition's running out. And uh, as you said, <laughs> Putin is cheering. Yes. That, I mean, again, that should be chilling for folks to realize that there are Republicans uh, in our capital who are willing to hand it all over to Putin. I mean, essentially, that's what it comes down to, whether it's it's Ukraine or our future general. Now, I don't think people are aware of the element of uh, funding for Taiwan. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I, I haven't heard that in conversations. Well, it's part of this. It's an element of some uh, additional support. It's a sense of sending uh, Beijing a message as much as sending uh, Putin a message that well, we we respect uh, uh, <coughs> Taiwan and uh, just trying to, again, discourage 
China from the invasion that occasionally seems very, very looming. Yeah, no doubt. And, and so, do, you, do you think with this, uh, with the inability of Speaker Johnson and, and his, uh, uh, you know, the, the far right, the extremists in the House, uh, unable to impeach Mayorka, will that affect his ability on anything to, to be as much of a, a wall of no going forward? Or is that just going to continue to build as well? Yeah, I think that look, this is political messaging. Uh, the pressure will come from the three who voted no. I think they'll probably try again. The measure to uh, standalone fund Israel uh, needed to be passed on suspension, which requires a supermajority. Uh, I voted while we were talking. Uh, that will not pass. <clears throat> so we're hoping that <clears throat> we go back to square one and we rationally, thoughtfully uh, look at bills either together or standalone uh, to do our basic government functions. Yeah, that's the thing, is it, uh, I mean, is it, with all of this then, because we talked briefly a moment ago about a government shutdown, which costs billions of dollars, and uh, and, and it is it hurts so many people, whether it's veterans or our, uh, I mean, just there alone, Republicans are, it, it galls me that they call themselves the patriots when they don't really care about working Americans uh, who are able to, to take care of themselves, you know, put food on the table and pay a couple bills. It's insane. Yeah, look, I, I I think we'll get past that, but uh, that's the ultimate failure is to not is to shut down uh, in terms of financing our government. The second one is to just do what we call a continuing resolution, which if you don't pass specific uh, appropriation bills, that's what you get, and that's horrible governing because uh, basically it's not changing anything from last year. So not even a household, your household has different bills every year. Some costs are higher, some are lower. And there are some threats that are greater, some needs that are greater one year over another. You need to account for inflation with certain things like housing, health care. So that's the second problem we would have to overcome. Uh, so um, as an appropriator, we are in the middle of negotiating process I'd like to think we'll get that done, and, and I guess finally, I'm hoping that these supplemental fundings we have to do come through that same process, because right now it kind of looks like that's the only option we have. Well, I'm so grateful for your time and for sharing your insight. I know that you were optimistic last week about the uh, Senate bill coming to the House, and of course uh, things did not peter out. But now that Mike Johnson, uh, Speaker Johnson, can't even whip the votes for this very you know dramatic uh, impeachment, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the next few days unfold. And we'd love to check in with you again if, you, if you're able to call us from the cloakroom, wherever it is. We appreciate it, Congressman Quigley. Live from D.C., reporting Jake to you. <laughs> An outstanding work, my friend. Be well, be safe, right. and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, sir. Great. Thank Take you. care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Outstanding. Wow, how wild is that? Speaker Johnson falls flat on his face. You hate to see it. It's really, it's just quite sad. Uh, th- really, it's all about the drama. They have not accomplished anything. If if I sound uh, condescending to people who are hate listening to this show right now, uh, I don't know how to get this across, that the Republicans in the House refuse to come up with solutions. They refuse to listen to anybody. All they seem intent on is breaking our government and making a path for Donald Trump to become the president again and make Vladimir Putin happy. That's all it comes down to. More after this on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal.
Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Thank you so much for joining us. And hello to our friends in Minneapolis-St. Paul listening on KTNF at 9.50 a.m. here on WCPT 820 Chicago. Uh, we had uh, some breaking news, which w- we talked to Congressman Mike Quigley, who is uh, calling us from the cloakroom, uh, the Capitol, uh, right off the floor of the uh, General Assembly of the House of Representatives, uh, where uh, just moments before the vote was taken to uh, whether or not to impeach Secretary Mayorkas the first time in 150 years that a cabinet member was subjected to an impeachment vote. And uh, turns out Speaker Johnson did not have the votes. It'll be interesting to see going forward because uh, I, I would think that, uh, you know, he'll come limping out of this. Uh, I'm sure he'll blame somebody. And I'm, I wonder if there's a lot of screaming going on. I'm sure that Matt Gates's forehead is just sweating trying to figure out what uh, what to do next, because if they can't whip the votes uh, in order to because uh, you know, they seemed really hot and heavy to impeach. Secretary Mayorkas, and really it was uh, a proxy vote too, because they they just want to they just want to they want to stick it to Biden. We don't like Biden. We just we want to do everything we can to to follow Trump's orders. That's what they're doing. They don't want to do anything that might look as though things are moving in the right direction. That we can make a border system at least functional, because we are so far behind the eight ball. Our uh, editor from the Heartland Signal newsroom, Tim Hogan, the executive director of Heartland Signal, was talking about how essentially uh, for over a decade we have been playing this game and look how far behind we have fallen when it comes to being able to process people who cross our border and many of whom turn themselves over to the authorities. They are here to seek asylum. They're here to seek uh, the the proper avenue of seeking, whether it's immigration or the ability to work here. And instead, Republicans are truly ginning a lot of this up. I'm not saying that there aren't obviously a lot of problems and we we have said Democrats have said we believe in immigration reform. Let's get this done. And instead, the Republicans stick their hands over their ears and go, "La la la la, I'm not listening. We can, no, it's not working. I don't know why we can't come up with any solutions. What? I don't hear anything." And the Senate has come up with a bipartisan bill that funds uh, the border, that provides aid to Ukraine, that supports the efforts, uh, uh, supports Israel. And um, and it you know one of the things I didn't get a chance to ask uh, Congressman Quigley because we talked a little bit as well about Taiwan, but what message does it send if the if they know I was watching uh, I was watching the BBC I was watching uh, news out of India uh, we come on by the way American news comes on as far as uh, our stories here and, and this story in particular with the funding um, for Israel. Ukraine and the border, we came on right before sports, just in case you're wondering where we fall in the priority. But still, it's national news, international news. And it tells the world that we were working on a, a package, a plan to address a, a, several solutions, several problems. Um, and we couldn't do it. And we're only going to fund Israel, which tells people, including progressives, that we are more focused on on 
Gaza on continuing that war in Gaza, then we are in providing aid for Ukraine, then we are in finding solutions for what we all know, we know in Chicago, we know in Colorado, we know for Denver and New York, all cities that have established uh, sanctuary city laws. And in sanctuary city means that if somebody goes and asks for assistance or seeks services from the city and they're asked about their their citizenship status, they cannot be turned over to the immigration authorities. That's what that means. Uh, But is being manipulated and weaponized in order to harm both the people that are coming to the United States for whatever reason and the people who live in those communities that live in cities that are run by Democrats uh, to stick it to us. That's I mean, everything that right wing Republicans seem to be eager or focus on doing is to hurt other people, to retaliate. Let's we're going to get them. We're going to make cry harder. That's that's the oh, that's been their that's their mantra is to make people cry. How is that really a path toward getting things done, toward helping people, to finding meaningful solutions that will make the world a better place for us, for our children? I, I just want to uh, tell me how cry harder is a platform. I just, I, 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 I'm really curious because I know there are people who. Uh, listen, hate listen to the show and maybe you don't like calling in because you think that I, I'm too harsh or I, I, I've gotten messages from conservatives who thank me for letting them share their thoughts. Um, give me a call. Tell me how Cry Harder is a platform. I'm waiting. I really want to know how that's, how that's a solution to anything. It, it doesn't seem to be helpful in any way, certainly not Christian. I don't know how we keep talking about the evangelicals taking over the Republican Party uh, and I, cause I, I really, you know, I really should look up what they're, what, what does evangelical, evangelical eyes, even, we were talking about this yesterday. I, I, my understanding would be that you're trying to spread the word of Christianity, the, the meaning, I guess it should be the, the teachings of Christ, because Christianity seems to be a, a totally different thing altogether. Welcome thy neighbor, help the poor, take care of the sick. That's what, that was the stuff that, that Christ taught. He certainly didn't. He, I don't. Is there a Bible passage that says "cry harder, suck it up, Buttercup"? Is there any of that owning the libs? Uh, I, I don't. I really don't even. I don't. I don't know at all. Uh, yeah, two hundred fourteen people. Uh, thank you, Eddie. Two hundred fourteen Republicans voted to impeach Secretary Mayorka. Three uh, voted against it. And then they uh, they were taking a procedural vote. Uh, Congressman Quigley was catching us up as uh, there was a lot of activity on the floor of the House of Representatives. One of the uh, Republican no votes was Wisconsin's Mike Gallagher. So that I'll be interested to see what his explanation of that was. Um, but I am uh, I, I, I'm curious to see how this unfolds in the next few days, because will Republicans start to will the isn't it the crazy eight? Is there eight that uh, it, that removed Kevin McCarthy when they decided that because he made the uh, the agreement with uh, the Democrats in order to c- continue funding our government? And uh, so far, Speaker Johnson has said in regards to any of the bills, the funding bills, uh, he will not sign off on anything that has solutions for the border. And really, we're talking about funding what is already in place. One of the reasons that they said that they were impeaching Mallorca, that he wasn't fulfilling his obligations and carrying out the law. And he said, I need the tools to do that. We need judges to adjudicate the people that are seeking asylum. We need more border patrol. We need uh, more technology. They need a lot of uh, funding for that. And they had it all laid out. I believe it was over $12 billion 
So, and there was going to be fentanyl. Remember, they're talking about uh, fentanyl crisis that we are having in the United States. Most of those, uh, like 98% of the traffickers of fentanyl are putting it in vehicles that are coming across our borders where there are the border patrol. There's law enforcement there. They're searching cars. They're asking for technology that will be more expedient and more uh, thorough with their with with searching cars. And screening as people come across the border there at the port of at the, the port of entries. So I don't know what uh, I, I don't know what Mike Johnson is going to do next. Except for sit in his hands, they their goal is to keep breaking stuff. They just want to break things and say that uh, well, see, government doesn't work because you broke it. You keep breaking things. I really, uh, I, I and by the way, I keep forgetting that today isn't this isn't today the primary in South Carolina? No one's even talking about that because it's just presumed. I guess is it today? Today's Tuesday, right? Everyone's already pretty much writing off. It's not today. Yeah, I, I I thought I heard something. It's later in the month, right? So nobody's really talking about the. Okay, good. Because I know that they did it for. Uh, they had it for the primary for Democrats, and Biden got ninety six percent of the vote. Um, and in Iowa, now if you do, if you're at all interested in what that means, right? In Iowa, while Trump got the majority, he got fifty one percent of Republican votes. In South Carolina. Biden got 96% of Democrats that showed up, 96 with two other candidates, Williams and um, uh, Marion Williams and, uh, uh, oh, no, don't have it. Dean Phillips, I think that's his name. The other guy, they, they, got, they both got less than 1%. And in New Hampshire, uh, Biden won without even being on the ballot. I have to tell you, though, I hope that Nikki Haley s- just sticks with it for as long as possible uh, because for many reasons, actually, because in part, at least she's putting something out there that sounds like it's policy or an agenda. Uh, and, and she is calling out Trump and she's making him crazy. Uh, he's spinning all the time when it comes, whether he's being misogynistic, making fun of her name. Uh, it's that part I enjoy. What I don't think was necessary was platforming Nikki Haley on Saturday Night Live and giving her an opportunity to once again say, oh, you know, you know, I should have said when I was asked about the uh, the Civil War, I should have said it was about it. So don't, you know what? It would have been much more entertaining to have someone try to backpedal as she has been doing for weeks on answering that question. 773-763-9278. What's on your mind? Uh, what are your thoughts on today's news that the House was unable, the Republicans in the House were unable to impeach Secretary Mayorka the first time a an impeachment vote has been taken uh, for a cabinet member since the Civil War? And these folks really, they, they are pieces of work, as my dad would say. They are pieces of work, my dad would say. Let's take a break here and continue our conversation when we come back on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. Hey there, it's your guy, Warren Price from European and U.S. Collision Repair, a division of Technograph Body Shops. We specialize in automobile and truck repair as well as normal automobile maintenance. With our highly skilled technicians and environmentally friendly materials, we strive for quality. Call 773-248-1200, that's 773-248-1200, or europeanus.com. My friend Marty, he wants to split the party. He wants blue folks and red states to vote green. 
I can see his point, though I really gotta say, no, we can't have another 2016. It seems nothing beats orange, nothing even freaking rhymes with it. What's a battered nation supposed to do? His royal orange highness, he does love to divide us. We gotta stick together and vote blue. When I recycle, I'm green, green as green can be. I do my level best, yes, it's true. But when I'm voting in November, I promise to remember it's us against him. Gotta vote blue. Yeah, I mean, essentially, as uh, Tom Hartman pointed out today, uh, it is us against the rapist. Civilly, Donald Trump is being held liable as a rapist. And it is... uh, the fact that we are even choosing between uh, President Biden, who has led us through really some turbulent times through uh, supply chain issues. And, and there's an interview with Donald Trump saying uh, we have a supply chain. You never you never heard about that before. You never heard us talk about that before. Did we? Didn't we? When you were in office, rapist. There was a supply chain issue during the pandemic, which you horribly botched. We didn't have tissue or toilet paper. Uh, we didn't have paper towel roll. I mean, it, there were supply chain issues from the very beginning, and you did nothing. You said it was going to go away, that if we just injected uh, UV light into our veins and drank bleach, you said it was going to go away by Easter, uh, that it was, uh, it was just a basic cold. Uh, you wanted everyone to catch it so that we could have herd immunity, which is not how it works. Um, it just, I can't. So many, but now he's saying that uh, you never, you never, you, us, never even heard of supply chain issues or supply chain, or I think he stumbled and said it was supply change. Um, but no, uh, President President Biden has done so much so far, and uh, I want to see how much more he can accomplish in the uh, with the next four. And part of that, uh, I think, for a lot of people is finding a way to codify women's autonomy. And make sure that we never run into the situation again where the Supreme Court uh, decides, well, it's not a state's issue because it's clearly not. They already want to prohibit and restrict the ability of women and girls to travel and seek health care services. It's absolutely insane. So, yeah, everything's on the line. And uh, it's President Biden against a rapist. Let's uh, talk to Roosevelt. Roosevelt, what's on your mind, my friend? My friend, how you doing? Thank you for uh, taking my call. Excellent. My buddy, my pal. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Hello, my friend. Uh, listen, I think this thing about uh, going to court, Trump, waste of money, waste of time. Let me tell you why. Yeah. And this is the way I feel, and I want to know what your opinion is, or anybody else's opinion also after me. It's ridiculous because it's anti, to me, it's anti-American, it's anti-constitutional, and it's anti-forefathers. Uh, Everybody talks about the forefathers, the Republicans, they're such yeah. uh, patriots. Yeah. They're such patriots, yet you got a wannabe dictator, an, uh, an anti-Reagan, which I, I, I hate a Reagan to this day, I still do. The policies that he that he put on, uh, that, 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 that he did, bust, the union busting and all that, led to Trump in, uh, uh, in. Nixon led to this, in my opinion. It was a slippery slope when you pardon criminals. That's what Nixon was. That's what Reagan was. That's what Trump was. And that's what, uh, maybe not a criminal, but a, a junior did, too, because he stole the election from 
the Democratic uh, uh, opponent. Yeah. So, in my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's ridiculous. This guy's gotten away with most. He's still Christ. And he should be in jail. I mean, I keep on saying this. I repeat myself. He should be in jail. Yeah. In jail. Yeah. And let's just, let's, let's just take it from, from the standpoint of a dictator. He's a, he's a wannabe a dictator. He proved it on January 6th. So how did the, how did dictators take over? They take over by force. They take over like, uh, and they rigged the elections. And that's exactly what he wanted to do, rig an election. How does, why does Putin always win? And why is Putin one of the richest men in the world? Why Why are these dictators always rich? Oriega and all these guys in Central America. Notice all those people are coming up here. Why? Because we had a, a, a Republican president, Reagan to be precise, stuck his nose in there. The Iran-Contra. So when it comes down to Trump, how can you... How can this even go to court? It's, to me, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And you said something about it. it's not in the Constitution. Somebody had said that. I think you said Jack Smith or somebody. Right. He's right. Where, where does it say in the Constitution that if you're a common, regular citizen after you're a president, get immunity. No. I'm doing everything. Right. See, it's, it's, it's <laughs> such a, I mean, it's... It, you know, it's a comedy. It, it, this is we live in a comedy movie, in uh, my opinion. I would like. You know what? I would take a rom com over this. I would take a tragedy. I want. A, I want like an action film. Can I have an? I need an action film. I need. Uh, I don't know. A John Wick film in this situation. Maybe a Taken. I don't know. There's a Jennifer Garner movie called Peppermint that's a little rough, but uh, I enjoy that too. It's a lot about revenge. <laughs> See, I'd rather have my movies in revenge rather than in politics. Yeah. I mean, although I, I could. What do you think about all the all the stuff I said? I mean, to me. He belongs, he belongs right, in jail. There was a lot there. What do you want me to jump on? Uh, that he that he should be in jail? Uh, I want yes. you to jump on. Uh, no, no, be specific. I want you to jump on the Constitution. <laughs> yeah. On the Constitution, because that's what's at stake. And if this goes beyond where a Supreme Court, we're done. With the, the now, Supreme, which, Supreme, on which issue? On which issue? The immunity or the on the immunity? On yeah. the immunity? Okay. On anything? It, well, it's Yes, Roosevelt. I I think that uh, well, I don't think the Supreme Court's going to take it up now. That the uh, the, what is it, the, so the appeals court has already decided, and now I think that it's time for the judge Chicken to now re- put the case back on the docket. Uh, now the decision decision has been made. My guess is they'll kick it, and uh, the Supreme Court will kick it, and not uh, weigh in on this, and they shouldn't. And certainly I Clarence Thomas, and, and certainly Clarence Thomas should recuse himself since his wife was involved in trying to call the electors in all these states and have them reject the results of a fair and free election. So, yeah. I think. And let me ask you this, Patty. Let me ask you this, Patty. You're, you're more know about legal stuff, you know, more about politics, you I know more that. about history than I do. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'll, I can Google so, fast. Go so, ahead. So, so if you're uh, his lawyer, you're actually going to say in court that he could shoot his opponent? He could kill his opponent? That's what they I mean, tried to do. That, that yeah. proves what I said. Yeah. That's what I said before. That proves it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's nonsense. Nonsensical. Yeah. 
I think the only way for Donald Trump to continue uh, have any ability to live his life the way he imagines he should be able to in the manner he sees fit is to become president. Otherwise, all of it falls apart. I mean, he's in a lot of trouble. And I certainly hope that, uh, you know, with the exception of, unfortunately, the documents case in uh, in Florida with Judge Cannon, which is just a, a crap show there, too. Um, a lot of these things, I'm curious, because we haven't heard that much from, from Jack Smith recently because of we're waiting for this decision on the immunity. So it'll be fascinating to see what, uh, if there's any acceleration now that, that decision has been handed down. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. Like, can I, do, do I have a little more time? Go ahead. Okay. Have you heard the name of Maria Salazar? Maria, Maria Elvira Salazar. Okay. Be precise. Maria Elvira Salazar introduced the Dignity 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 Bill in 2021. He's Cuban American, like the, the like all those uh, 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 Florida Republicans. Yep. So she introduced it, and I said this to to the lady at, at the show in Spanish about a year ago because a Mexican guy go, "Oh, why don't we why don't we support Maria Elvira Salazar?" I said it then, and I'm going to say it again. If you're Mexican and you're here without papers, don't wait for Cubans to do anything for you because Cubans don't do anything for their own people in the state of Florida. Okay? So I said it. Look what she did just last week. You know what she did? She had a photo op. I want you to look it up, and I want you to play it if you can. I want you to play it. You guys played it on on your show. Hold on. Which which uh Play which one? The uh... Maria, Maria I, know, I, I have her name, but what, what do you want me to play? Six hundred and fifty thousand dollars from uh, infrastructure that that Biden sent to her district oh, specifically, and she took the credit. She took the credit. We have it in the. She uh, had a photo op and the whole shot. Hold on, we have it in the, the hopper. Uh, Andy's coming in yeah. to play it for us. He says he's got the clip. The clip play it right for here. Us. Play it uh, for us. See. So I'm going to say it again. If if if, if Cuban Americans are a little bit uh, 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 mad at me, uh-huh. hey, prove me wrong. Okay, here, here you go. Here, here it is. Uh, let's see. Last month, you were at FIU and you presented a check for six hundred fifty thousand dollars to help small businesses at FIU, but you voted against the bill that gave the money that you then signed a check for and handed and had a photo op, the Consolidated Appropriations Act of twenty twenty three. Right? You voted against that bill. I, I, right now, you have to give me more details, but I do know that every time I have an opportunity to bring money to a, my a, a, constituents, a, 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 I do so. I well, just did four, did four hundred thousand dollars. But look, well, you, but you voted against you voted against the Chips and Science Act, right? Listen, I, right now Listen. I need to I need to ask my staff. But you know, what do no, we look you, at you the don't. forty million dollars that I have brought to this community? No, but so uh, aren't you proud minute. of me? Aren't you proud of the forty million dollars that I brought? But how aren't you much? proud that I wrote the Dignity Act? Haven't I? Let's talk about the Americas Act. Wait, 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 wait. Let me one second. This bill. Tell me the money that you talk about, the forty million dollars that you bring back to the district. Sometimes that money comes from bills that you voted against. You voted against the CHIPS Act, and yet you praise the fact that the South Florida Climate Resilience Tech Hub is going to be started in Miami, right? You voted against the infrastructure bill, and you talk about all the money that comes back to the airport. So at the same time that you're taking credit for the money that you bring back to the district, in Washington, you're voting against these projects on party-line votes. 
Listen, I, that listen. was, I think, last cycle. I cannot I, really I, remember I cannot right remember. now, but just look, let's look at the America's Act, which is what I'm going to, which is so what I would wanna, like. You don't want to explain why I, you I vote really against cannot, I mean, right now, and I'm yes, not trying can. to be a politician, there's so many bills that I've introduced <laughs> that I know that no, many no, these of them that you have voted against. That I understand. And, but it's, okay, sometimes I vote and sometimes I don't, but let's look at the positive. Let's look at the $40 million that I brought. It's so funny because, uh, Roosevelt, I, I remember being in a meeting a year and a half ago, uh, a state legislator, uh, Lindsay LaPointe, was being asked if she had voted to give herself a pay raise. They, the legislators, it, look, it wasn't like a big story, but it was 17% pay raise, which is significant. Can you imagine mm-hmm. getting, voting to give yourself a 17% pay raise? And a constituent, okay. right? I wouldn't mind that. Most of us get, what, two, maybe if, if you get a raise. Anyway, they gave themselves, a, they, it, was in a, it was in the funding bill. Like, you know how they're talking right now about a standalone for Israel. So a constituent uh-huh. asked Lindsay LaPointe, did you vote for your pay raise? And she sounded a lot like Maria Salazar. Um, yeah. I, um, I had to, I, I'd have to take Jackie a look. She was like looking around and it was so funny because I'm like, because I was sitting there, I'm like, you did, unless you specifically peeled it out and voted on it separately. So my point being. And notice. Yeah, go ahead. And notice, she brought up that Dignity bill. Did you hear yes. what she said? Yes. Aren't you proud of my dignity bill that I voted for? Yeah. One more thing. <laughs> She's a liar, liar because there was no vote. It wasn't put up. It wasn't put up right. for vote. There it was no vote. It. She just it, inter- it never ne- made it. It never it, made out of committee. It, probably she just yeah. introduced it. Yeah. Here's the thing. In the Spanish, we say it. In Mexico, to be specific. Con el dedo, meaning that she's trying to give us uh, uh, rice pudding with, with finger. In other words, she's trying to feed us rice pudding with, with your index finger. <laughs> oh, I like that saying. Say that slowly for me. Huh? How do you say it again? Arroz con, what, how do you say it? Oh, no. Atole con el dedo. Atole. Atole is atole? It's like a dessert. Okay. Atole. Atole. Atole? It's an uh, Aztec word. Atole con el dedo. I mean, uh, con el dedo. Your middle finger. Atole con el dedo. And that's a famous, famous saying. Or there's another one. Saludando con sombrero ajeno, which means she's um, saying hi to you with uh, somebody else's hat. Hat. Okay. Um, yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. She's pretending she's somebody else to be I love specific. It. Well, it's wearing somebody else's head. But did you see what she said? I, and notice what she said. Aren't you, aren't you proud of me? Yep. Other constituents, aren't you proud of me? Twice she <laughs> said it, or two, three times. Unbelievable. Well, thank you for uh, for calling Roosevelt and for uh, letting us have a good thank laugh. You for and playing it. Yeah, thank that's you for Andy. That was all Andy Miles. Man, he came in here fast. He's okay. like, boom, thank got you, it. Thank you, Andy. Nice. Take care, Roosevelt. Right. Have a good night. Thank, have a good thank night. Well, ooh, when we come back, we have a guest coming in studio. Uh, I'm so excited to share this story with you. Uh, you know, I love... I still love wearing a physical watch and not necessarily like I guess I have a lot of watches I need to put batteries in, but I'm super excited to introduce you to somebody who makes these really beautiful watches. Uh, they don't just reflect your style, but also our values because they are our sustainable uh, materials and they plant 10 trees for every product they sell. How cool is that? Let's find out more when we come back. We want to know about Joy Coast in a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I am so excited to introduce you to Reese O'Toole. Of, you, know, you are the mastermind, the creator of Joy Coast. Is this your little baby? 
That's me. Hey, welcome to the studio. You Thank were uh, you. mentioning uh, before we started that you used to work in supply chain, like in uh, logistics, and now like this that helps a lot for creating a company like this. First of all, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Our pleasure. Where are you from originally, my friend? Originally, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, I love Indy. There's a uh, Jerry and I are both uh, stand-up comics, so Crackers Comedy Club has been one of my favorite clubs. They used to be in, in Ripple, Ripple, not Ripple, Rip. Maybe Broad Ripple. Broad Ripple, yeah. yeah. Sure. I'm like, that was enough. the first club I ever headlined. Was in 2004. <laughs> I was uh, my first time headlining was in Broad. I love that club. Have you ever been to Crackers? Actually, yeah, I went. Uh, it was years ago, um, but I have been before. And yeah. great times. Great it's times. Such a great comedy club. Uh, how when did you move out of uh, Indy? So I went to Ball State actually for college. Okay. I actually went for entrepreneurship, um, graduated in 14, and then took a job offer in logistics that moved me out to the suburbs of Illinois. Okay. So you've wanted to start your own business for a while. Yes. What was? Where did that come from? Like when you were a kid, you like you saw the rich and famous. Uh, what was? What was that show? Lifestyles. The lifestyles of rich and famous with Robin Leach. <laughs> the lifestyles. No, I mean like, what was it that? Do you remember a moment where you were like, "That's what I want to do. I want to start my own company." Um, rather than just like a moment, it was really growing up. Like my dad is a lifelong entrepreneur. He has okay. owned everything from like he started a cleaning company, um, a moving company, a painting company. You know, a lot of labor companies. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of heavy yeah. labor. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of heavy labor. Okay. <laughs> well, now he's doing some. Now he's like has a technology company that you know is drone delivery focused. It's the mailbox. So he's still active in yeah. the, you know the entrepreneurship community, but. Um, always growing up, like I learned from him that really like it's a, it's a great creative way to potentially, you know, uh, reach, reach the stars. <laughs> Have you ever talked to him? Like, was it, there's something as a kid that he, I mean, cause that's fascinating that he kept starting these companies. Did he end up like starting them and then selling them off to somebody else or just kind of kept them going and in, in different sort of creation? Yeah. Some, some, um, his first, so actually he, his his foundation was really like he's, he went to school at Ball State as well, actually. And okay. then he graduated and he went into a sales position and he started selling so much stuff that he started getting paid more than the CEO. He's making more money. And then they said, hey, we're actually going to chop your salary um, in half. And he wasn't very happy about it, needless to say. <laughs> Wait, so because he was so successful, they decided to cut his legs out from under him because he was outshining them. Oh, exactly. that's wild. Yeah, so he, he went off on his own. Yeah. No. <laughs> and that was his path. <laughs> did you ever have to do any of the moving or the cleaning or any of those um, things? Yeah, actually yeah. I did. It, uh, I did have, I did help him a decent amount. Um, but it really was, uh, there was a summer I got in trouble and Uh-oh. I had Tell to paint, <laughs> I had to paint like this huge restaurant that they, that, uh, they got a big job for I was doing the manual labor for free because <laughs> it was my punishment. <laughs> oh, no. You don't want to tell us the part about how you got in trouble? Um, That's okay. You don't. If, it wasn't like... Is the statute of limitations expired? Is uh, this... it, I think it has. <laughs> I think I've served my community service. Fair. Okay. All right. Well, that's the thing about working for your dad is he can, uh, you know, he finds a way to, uh, ex- you know, take his toll, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you pay the price. So you go to Ball State and you end up getting a job that brings you to the suburbs of Chicago. What was that, uh, what was that transition like for you? Um... It was pretty, you know, it was pretty smooth. I, um, I always heard like Chicago's a great place. Um, been before there's a lot going on and I thought, Hey, I'll move out there and, um, you know, be very active. I'll have a lot to to do. And while I'm like working in sales for this logistics, logistics company, I'll start figuring out what my next, you know, business is that I'm going to start. And I was living in the 
in like Hoffman Estates. I was living out in the suburbs and like, you know, there was a, there was a little bit going on, but really like what, it's not what I imagined. You can't walk places. It's like, there's no yeah. sidewalks. It's yeah. A lot of cul-de-sacs. Exactly. Yeah. So luckily like one of my best friends lived in the city. So like every weekend I'm going to go live with him in the city, in, in the, in the city, like oh, near fun. Wrigley every weekend. Yeah. Um, but I just kept trying to find like, where is the suburb that it's got going on? I can walk everywhere. So I kind of get inching closer to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually after a couple of years of like establishing myself in my sales role, I said, you know what? I think I've earned it. I proved myself. I'm just going to move to the city. Cause I, I still had to drive out to the suburbs yeah. to my territory every day, um, and go to the office. Um, so I was able to uh, accomplish that. I moved to Lincoln Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you picked a nice spot yeah. for sure. That's great. Yeah. Would, do you have any favorite restaurants in that area? Um, What's your go-to or your bar? I don't know which what you like. Yeah, so I used to live in um, Lincoln Park, but now now I'm in Roscoe Village. So I, every uh, year I've moved. Like yeah. I moved to Ukrainian, and I moved up to Roscoe, and sure. um, my wife and I just bought a bought a place like two years ago there, which Roscoe's we, great. We love the neighborhood. That's one of the best. I, it's funny because I live, so I grew up over here, uh, Norwood Park, and then now I live in Jefferson Park, but I lived in Lincoln Square for a while. I loved Lincoln Square. And then I was driving through Roscoe Village and my husband, we've been together for 23 years, oh, 28 years, married 23. And he goes, uh, you know, I always thought we were going to move to Roscoe Village. I'm like, well, you should have said something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I was always either going to move to Los Angeles or move back to my neighborhood. So here I am in Jefferson Park. But I love Roscoe Village. Such a great area. It is great. And to answer your question, um, Pizzeria Sirio is, is Sirio. my favorite. Yeah, I have never heard of Pizzeria Sirio. And that's in Roscoe Village or in Lincoln? Yeah, it's right on Belmont. Um, it's near Belmont and Damon or Belmont and Ashland. It's right right between I want to look Ashland and Damon. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for the tip. Yeah, definitely. I love me some wood-fired pizza. All right. Well, if you, <laughs> in this neighborhood, uh, there's a couple of great restaurants. Like We, we love Vaughn's Irish Pub. Oh, and cool. then Gale Street Inn right down the street is good for ribs and seafood. Ooh. They got a like, great salmon. Anyway, those are... I'm going to check it out. Yeah. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah. A, oh, they just remodeled. It looks like a, just this beautiful like throwback. There's no TVs anymore like in the bar area. If there's like a big event, they'll bring out some big screens. But it's like it's it's got that like retro like speakeasy kind of feel. To it. It's beautiful. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> so you are working in the suburbs in Chicago, knowing that eventually you want to find some path to creating your own business. What led you to creating a watch company, Joy Coast? Um, you know, I had a couple endeavors beforehand that I started along the way. Like the first one was I was thought I always saw these bumper stickers on the side of cars that were, you know, especially with people that run marathons, like 26.2, 13.1, and they just kind of, people have really nice cars, and they put these bumper stickers on the side, and they just kind of, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, ah. What so, is wrong with you? Yeah, why don't they make magnets? I've always, but then people could take them, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, so my idea was a classy bumper, like chrome emblems that you could put on the side of your car. Um, so it was doing well. I had like a good little like niche community, uh, but it just... I don't know. It kind of fizzled out. I kept my eyes open for like other opportunities. And that was the main thing is I, I kept my eyes open. And one thing I never liked were I was never a big fan of watches. I always felt like they were a heavy chunk of steel on my wrist. Um, and eventually I looked into it. I learned that you could actually make watches out of lightweight, natural material like wood. It's sustainable. It's comfortable. Um, you know, very lightweight and just aesthetically beautiful. Right. But the thing about them is they've been around for a very long time. But they've always kind of just looked like a chunk of wood on your wrist. Okay. Um, So I fell in love with the idea, and I figured I need to modernize these designs. Let's bring them up to date, and let's introduce them to the world. And I think everybody would really be amazed that they they exist, that you can do this. Yeah. Um, So that's how I got started. I started designing seven different styles. This was in 2017. 
um, started started designing about seven different styles, different types of wood, different shapes and sizes. Um, and then I just, you know, kind of got to work. Uh, the original prototypes, you know, didn't look that great. <laughs> but with a little honing in, I was able to kind of get where I needed to be long enough. Um, and I was able to find some, you know, good manufacturing partners that could help me actually with like the inner movement of the watch sure. and some of the more precise um, Make sure you got a good escapement. It's a yeah. script I was writing, and I know that that's the uh, the mechanism in the watch that holds the energy that releases the tick tick, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I was writing a book about time travel. So oh. that's, that's why it was called Escapement. It's like oh, my cool. it's one of my favorite titles I've ever come up with because it's it's but you're right I mean the mechanisms of the watch you want to have someone who's talented and someone you can work with too that's the I mean as an entrepreneur is that a whole course at Ball State like when you know it's not a good fit <laughs> <laughs> well my whole course at Ball State was um, you know entrepreneurship as a whole was essentially like you make you make a business you make a business plan you present it to a board of successful business people and if you don't pass, you fail and you don't graduate. You have to oh. redo it all over again. What was your business plan on? Um, so my business plan was on an internet company that would allow you to trade assets with other people. Like you could trade your car for a truck or a house. That's interesting. Know, plus if you need to add some money in there um, to kind of, right. you know, even the deal. Oh, interesting. So it's called trade upwards. It was a whole, like, I still think it's a cool idea, but by the time that I was done with school, I was just burned out on the idea and I was right. like, I don't want to. Right. Well, you go. To, you want to go to work and have some that that sort of structure, and then it gave you the opportunity to to, to think of things and and because being in business is about also being a, kind of a disruptor. You're, you were trying to disrupt the the bumper sticker, you know, sort of idea, and that's, I think it's a great idea. The the chrome uh, decals and stuff like that. I think the watches are it's brilliant. That's so much fun. So, what did your family think when you were telling them this is what I've come up with? This is my goal. Yeah, I think at first, you know, when people hear about like a wooden watch, like, you know, it's kind of like a, or a wooden sunglasses, you're like, oh, like uh, I don't know. But then when you see it, it's like, it's a whole different ballpark and the ball game. And then you open it up and you feel it. Um, I think there's a whole, you see it whole differently when you actually pick it up and, and see it. And my parents actually, um, I think originally maybe they're a little questionable about it. They weren't sure, but they helped me now. It's been about seven years now, and they've actually helped me. There's a trade show in Las Vegas that they come and help me with every year, and they see how busy we are at this trade show, and they're like, Reese, I'm really proud of you. Oh, like, that's great. Yeah. And that's my favorite trade show because we work it as a family. My wife, my parents come out, and we're just so busy the whole time. Um, it's great. And then, so when you're at the trade shows, you're essentially, I mean, there's, there, there are buyers there for different, you know, whether it's a uh, small stores, specialty stores, and then department stores and things like that too. Is that the, where you are with the watches with Joycoast? Yeah. So we actually do, we do a lot of different trade show, um, categories, but the one in Vegas that we do is actually more for corporate gifting. So, a Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. So yes. we offer like full experiences. So a company would, um, you know, contract us or bring us out and we would put their client logo like on the court case, which is, this is what the sunglasses come in or the court oh, cases, court, which is also another renewable resource. That's exactly. Great. Yes. And it's also very cool because it folds flat when there's nothing in it. Right. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. So I'm sorry if you guys are, now this is where watching us on the live stream <laughs> is really important. Yeah, can I grab one of those? Oh, I love yeah, that. I please. love that. This is beautiful. That's, That's that. so cool. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, this is and so it's for the sunglasses. Yes. Yeah, so oh the sunglasses. my god. So you make wooden sunglasses too? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. 
Come on. So those are made with ebony wood, and you'll see the reflective shiny part. That's abalone seashell. Stop. I almost swore right there. Holy. <laughs> Try them on. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. You can carry. And these are nice, oh, too. Oh, those look great on you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. These are fantastic. You, I, I was not told that you also branched out into sunglasses. This is fantastic. We also make rings as well, like wedding oh, bands. Oh, my God. Um, we make wallets as well. Like this is a wood and resin. Okay. That's beautiful. Well done. Thank so, you. So you, the idea came to you to do the watches, and then once you became, you know, a lot of these corporations, they do want to gift their, their employees, or they're also doing trade shows, and they're doing swag too, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, the whole, like, transition was, you know, we started with watches, and I quickly, like, okay, these are, like, how, what else do I add? I need complimentary products. And, like, sunglasses and watches just go great together. Uh, you know, so we make a lot of a wide myriad of accessories. Um, sunglasses came quickly. A couple of years later, out of the rings, out of the wallets recently as well. So who knows what's next? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm a huge, I wear a lot of sunglasses. Jerry, I'll tell you. Every, and like I, I have sunglasses everywhere. Every purse, in like every car, like my car is in all. These are fit. These are, and they're just, they're so comfortable too. Plus they have the spring hinge. So yes. I, thanks for noticing. Yeah, oh, you do you, know your sunglasses. Did you not notice me immediately <laughs> yeah. go like this? <laughs> Escapement and spring hinge. What else you got? Come on. Let's do this. (laughs) So they're polarized. They're UV protected. Um, They're made of several layers of wood pressed together, which makes them extra durable, but also extra slim uh, for a good modern look. And then on top of all that, we plant 10 trees for every product that we sell, too. That's what I was going to ask you about. So now, how do you work with uh, where you get the trees from, For I mean, the, the wood, the products for the, you know, creating these items? Yeah, so all the wood is sourced from FSC certified forests. Um, a lot of our wood does come at, from Africa, like African zebrano wood, ebony wood, black sandalwood, red sandalwood. Um, but we source from these FSC certified forests, which means responsibly managed, essentially. Uh, so it's the Forest Stewardship Council that manages them and makes sure that they are abiding by the standards, which means like no clear cutting. You're not killing animals right. and driving them out of their homes. They're replanting already for every tree that they pull, um, and they try to take the fallen trees first. And then we work with our boots on the ground um, nonprofit organizations, which would be like Eden Reforestation and Trees for the Future. And they're the ones that actually facilitate our planting of our initiative. So we plant 10 trees for every product that we sell. Uh, but what's extra special about it is it doesn't really just, it's not only planting trees. They teach uh, impoverished farmers in Africa how to use their their land for growing forest gardens, and they feed their families, and they take the rest of the market to create an additional source of income that they then spend in the community. So it really uplifts whole communities. I'm yeah. showing my uh, my Facebook live stream. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. This is really cool. That's that's wonderful. How do you, I mean, obviously, once you're, you know, uh, hit on the ground running and, and getting this up, uh, you know, yeah, it's a lot of research, obviously, to find out where, you know, how, how to contract, how to get the supplies. Are these more glass? Look at all these glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so so cool. those are another popular one. They're made of colorful bamboo. Yeah, we these. call them the fruit oops. Because <laughs> um, it's funny, I I was at, I I have a I found a picture of myself. Oh my god, these are so comfortable. I love these. <laughs> I found I, I I maybe had to go on a uh, field trip. I used to go all on my son all of my son's field trips, and uh, I took a selfie of myself with uh, and it had bamboo arms and black glass lenses. They were really dark because maybe mommy had a hangover and had to sit <laughs> on a bus with uh, thirty uh, seventh graders. No, they were they were six graders and off the air i'll tell you what video they were laughing about but it was a uh, there was a cup involved let's just say it that way and i won't say the other part of the (laughs) i was just like 
like, how do you guys know about that when I only recently learned about it? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Anyway, um, but I, I mentioned that because the glasses I had in that picture had bamboo, and I, and I don't even know where I got them from. Um, so that leads me to my question. You know, you were talking about having um, the, going to the trade shows and, and a lot of corporations, you know, for their their own employees or for swag at, at uh, their own trade shows. How do folks get their own Joyco's products? Because this is beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, we started out direct consumer. So we started here in Chicago. You know, we're big, we're big supporters of Chicago. And we always love to say, you know, we are a Chicago-based company where we started here. Um, and when we first got started, I, you know, I had all these wash designs. And I'm like, we're, okay, well, how do I sell these now? Like, you know, I created a website, which is still there, joycoast.com. Um, but what we found is really going to local events and setting up shop, like at pop-up shops and craft fairs and art fairs and street markets. Uh, so we still do a lot of that. We do like over 50 of those a year. Uh, so I'm pretty busy, always bumping around. So you can always find us at like a neighborhood festival or craft fair or joycoast.com. Okay. Um, and because Valentine's Day is next week, so folks can folks still order something? Oh, definitely. For Valentine's Day? Definitely. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we offer a custom engraving on the back of the watch, uh, which only takes a couple days. And we can also ship in uh, in a matter of days as well. So like anywhere in Chicago, especially Chicago and the Midwest, you can receive an order within just a few days. So there's plenty of time. Today. Yeah, today is the sixth. Today is the sixth. Yeah, February sixth. Uh, so you've got uh, yeah, till next. I don't know. Then I lose my. Let's see. Wednesday. Next yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say if they order by Friday, they should for sure get it by Wednesday. And then for sizing, because because of the for the watches, um, how do they get the the sizing done? Oh. Are there tools that come with it? For yeah, that's oh. that's also a great question. So Thank every you. watch comes with a wooden box, as so it's perfect for gifting. Um, there's a resizing tool inside with instructions. So what you're holding is just a gift set that we have where you can match any watch with a pair of sunglasses, uh, but they standardly come in a smaller wooden box and uh, there's a resizing tool inside. So they can just easily spin it, pop the links out to make it fit their wrist and they're good to go. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just fun, but it's elegant, and people do. We were talking about like their, you know, um, that sort of status feeling of watches. There is, and, and this is it's just so wonderful uh, for folks who can't uh, see. You were saying that there's some of them are ebony, uh, some of the other types of wood that are on the watches. Uh, yes. This is it's just really beautiful. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. That's a walnut wood. A walnut wood. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. That's really cool. I love it. Uh, do you have so again? Remind folks the website. Um, so it's joycoast.com, all one word, J-O-Y-C-O-A-S-T.com. Joy, Joy Coast. Well, congratulations. And my best year. Do you have any siblings? I do. I have uh, two brothers and a sister. Okay. And they all have watches. Every Christmas, they're like, another watch and yeah. sunglasses? I got it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> yeah, another watch. Let's yeah. go. That's my, all my dad asks for. He's like, hey, I need a new watch. Christmas is coming up. My birthday's coming up. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> That's nice. And how? And as far as repair, like getting the new battery and things like that, how are those? Very easy. Yeah. yeah. There's just four screws on the back of the watches. Okay. You just can pop it open. You can do it at home. You can take it to a jeweler. Really? Yeah. They're I, all pretty. Um, yeah. Look at that. Easily maintained. There's, there's right They're there. great for daily wear. Um, they're extremely lightweight, which is like how I originally fell in love with them is because I never liked a chunky, heavy piece of metal on my wrist, you know? So yeah. a lot of people feel the same way too. And especially when they pick it up, like they think it's, they see it and they're like, oh, it's wood. It's kind of heavy. But then they pick it up and they're like, oh my goodness. 
there's nothing to this. This yeah. is extremely light. It's beautiful. It was a pleasure to meet you and to Thank learn about so Joy Coast. Of course. Um, have a wonderful uh, rest of your Have a happy Valentine's to you and your wife. Thank you very much. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you again. Thank I appreciate you. that. I yeah. look forward. Of course. Joy Coast. Woo. Uh, really beautiful stuff. I'm, I'm really impressed. And I mean, everything. All right. I have, to run, I have to take a break and then I think I'm done. Do I have time to even come back and say goodbye? Well, here, let's see what happens. Hi folks, I'm Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit and lime-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to reproductive rights groups in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Provisions Uptown Chicago and R&J Wine and Spirits in Glenview as well as Eastside Cafe, Coffee and Wine Bar in East Dundee where Kate is serving up smiles and drink responsibly. I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Mike Creets up with Devil's Advocate. Thank you, Andy, for keeping everything going. Oh, I have, how much time do I have? It's 58. Oh, 58.50. Oh, I have time to say goodbye. Uh, Jerry's, uh, Jerry's got, look, look at you with the nice sunglasses. You're looking cool. Uh, tomorrow we have another great show. Again, I want to thank our, our friend Reese O'Toole for joining us from, from Joy Coast. Go to joycoast.com. Is that right? I got that all right? Joycoast.com. And uh, coming up tomorrow we have another great show. We would love to, uh, love to oh, look at that. I have another 20 seconds. I have so much time. I don't have to do it. My, oh, St. Charles Mayor Laura Vitek will be joining us tomorrow. And we're going to have Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area and Jeannie Diaz. We mentioned her yesterday. She's the founding director of For Arkansas People. So looking forward to our conversations tomorrow.